prosecution outlined how accounting practices what fuck? What? did not What kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. Listening to Gutter Boys. Gutter Boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins, the outs, the highs, and the very deep, endless lows of making comics. I'm your host, JB, with my co host, Cam. On this episode, episode 88, uh, I am uh, recovering still from my trip to Seattle, which, uh, you know, we'll get into that here shortly. Cam, what's up with you, man? What's what's good? I'm just chilling, man. I've just been uh, watching some dogs playing NBA 2K. Trying to get the best build on the best player. Nice. Do you do what Al does, where he puts on the rubber mat? Oh, maybe that's Mike. That might be Mike. Oh no, no, no! I don't even scan my face in. I just like pick a default face and then like make it look slightly more Asian, and then uh, you know <laughs> change the Asian. skin tone, and I'm ready to roll. Like I change the eyes up, make them a little more you know Asian looking. Why don't you do a face scan and you just pull your eyes back? Because. If- <laughs> That seems uh, like the simplest solution. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, the face scan, like, I try it, but it always gets, like, fucked up, and I don't know if it's, like, the the way I'm holding the camera or what, but so usually I just get into it, and, uh, yeah, I've actually spent, like, way too much real money on this year's uh, build because I've been impatient, so I've been buying the points for him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it sucks because they they get you that way. They're like, oh, you're going to suck dick and just get fucking dunked on. Also, 2K is very racist. Um, <laughs> it's it's the most racist game I've played. How so? Uh, well, they, everybody calls everybody like trash N-word. That's like what everybody calls each other. Okay. And then um, another way I experience racism is when you're playing the game, and this is cool. I get it. But because my dude is uh, not African-American, sometimes I don't get the ball. You know, they freeze out the white. Well, I'm not even white, dude. I'm like tan. You know, like uh, I look tan. But uh, and okay. the only reason why I say this might be a thing is because like I'm on the NBA 2K Reddit now. And there's like okay. memes about racism on 2K that's like pretty funny. So it is pretty funny. So the, the computer automatically does not pass the ball to non-black No, players. no, it's not the computer. It's like other people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like I play online. So like, you know, I'll be cut into the basket and I'll ask for mm. a, I'll ask for a pass and they'll be like, shut up, cracker. And then miss a three. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like real street ball. Yeah, it rocks. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can actually play like games of 21 and shit like on street. Oh, shit. OK. Yeah, I have not played NBA 2K since it was on Dreamcast. Yeah. it. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. It's like. 2K1 and shit. Yeah, yeah, like the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, no, but uh, 2K rocks. And uh, even though I said I was a victim of racism, I think it's very funny and I would not have it any other way. But no, I've just you heard it here low, first. Gutter Boy supports racism. Yeah. Only on uh, NBA 2K. <laughs> only video, only virtual reality racism. Yeah. In the uh, metaverse. <laughs> and I think the metaverse is going like belly up, right? I don't know. Maybe. He's yeah. A, yeah. So there you go. All right. Yeah. I think he's losing. He's just bleeding money at this point, Hell which yeah. rocks. Him and Elon, which is something we'll get into. So this uh, is going to be just yeah. us on this episode. No, yeah, no guests. No Sorry. guests on this one. <laughs> JV's back. Uh, we're doing this two days before the episode airs on Monday. Oh, yeah. So you just get us. We're going to talk about short run and JB's experience on the back half. But for news, we're talking about dumbass rich people. Elon Musk bought Twitter. A lot of people are like saying they're going to leave, but they've already come back. And, uh, you know, Tumblr's reopened. Tumblr's allowing uh, nudity again. Do you know that? I was kind of aware of it. Yeah. Someone had mentioned it in a group chat and, uh, you know, it's great. It's about time. Yeah. So it's like, I guess, you know, they were just like, hey, we're going to stop, you know, policing people for this because they saw an opportunity with Twitter going down. They were like, hey, let's kind of recapture that magic we had. I, You know, I think it was happening before the buyout. Yeah. Uh, I guess people were just looking for other places to go. Well, yeah, it was that and like also the current owner of Tumblr, they're like bleeding out money too because they bought Tumblr. What, what was the company that originally purchased Tumblr and then they sold it at a loss? Oh, I don't remember that. I forget the name of the company. But anyway, some fucking rich dickhead bought Tumblr, did not know how to run it, obviously, banned anything that was like remotely uh, adult in nature. And as a result, the user rate was like dropping like flies, right? Yeah. So well, they, were they were deleting money. people's posts too. Yeah, they were deleting posts. They were they were banning people. It was really stupid. And it was and I remember so, it being like super sensitive to where like it wouldn't even be nudity and it would get banned. Even like a painting of a nude woman would be banned. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they lost a bunch of money, ended up selling it to someone else at a loss. Thank you. And uh, now whoever currently runs it, they're trying to, I guess, bring it back to the triumphant Tumblr era that was uh, the 2010s. Yeah, they're like the T in Tumblr stands for titties. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got to bring it back to the 2010s. It's about time. Yeah, hit your dashboard, baby. No, but I'm on Twitter. I'm going to stay on Twitter. I like Twitter. It's a good place. Um, a lot of people say it's a bad place. It's very funny. Yeah, it's just hilarious to me. Like, why would I want to fucking go anywhere else? Yeah. But one thing that we've seen some like stupid ass comic pros do is Elon is going to start selling. Well, actually, they're trying to halt this now. As of today, I guess they're halting it <laughs> because there were too many people fucking too many doing like parody shit, which like what else do you think is going to happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so to give you context, in case you don't know, if you're not on Twitter, you'd get a blue verified check mark next to your name if you were like really a person. So if you're a person of note or if you know somebody that can get you that blue check mark, pretty much is what it boils down to. Because a lot of these fucking like op-ed writers have them and it's just like, get the fuck out of here. That said, though, Elon was like, hey, you should have to pay for this. So anybody who pays $8 a month can get one of these blue checks. And apparently, if you paid this $8, your tweets would get like boosted in the algorithm. So like verified accounts are going to show up before non-verified accounts in the timeline. And uh, there were some other perks that honestly weren't really worth a fuck in my opinion. But a lot of people were, you know, buying these and making parody accounts and uh, they looked legit. So I guess they've stopped that for now. But that said, this started discourse, of course, in comics amongst the worst people. 
there were people that were acting like they were just being martyrs and nailing themselves to the cross of getting the blue check, being like, I'm going to get this $8 blue check and I'm going to see what it does. And I'm going to report back to all of you all to see if it actually makes a difference. And it's like, no, motherfucker, you're just vain and you want the blue check. Like you were clamoring for it the entire time that, you know, before Elon got one. But I feel like it started this whole like stupid ass thing in the comic circle on Twitter where some people are also like, and I get this too. They're like, well, actually, no comic artist should pay for the blue check because it just buries all the artists that can't afford the blue check. And I get that too. But it's just like this blue check shit's just getting out of hand. And uh, it's like just clout brain shit, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, pre-Elon verified blue checks weren't much better. To be honest. Yeah, no. Some of the worst takes were just from blue check people. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was great. This is the only good idea Elon's had. Well, and the best part about it is he wanted to charge 20 bucks, but Stephen King was like, fuck this. And then Elon was like, how about eight? Like, the $8 price tag (laughs) was him just trying to barter. Yeah, trying to barter (laughs) on the timeline with Stephen King. But he's a brilliant man. He's a billionaire. Brilliant. But um, yeah, no, I don't expect like everybody's talking about going to Mastodon and Tumblr again. Fuck I think that. Tumblr might. Yeah, I'm not moving. Uh, Mastodon has all kinds of different servers or some shit. I didn't even try to understand it. No, it sounds like Discord. Yeah, it sounds like Discord and Twitter mixed together. I don't want that. Oh, it sounds horrible. No. Yeah. That said, unless Twitter becomes 100 percent like, you know, behind a paywall. I'm staying my ass over there, and I've already seen, like I said earlier, people say, you know, they're going to leave in a performative huff, and they come right back, so. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, you need your fix. Yeah, like James Tenyon fourth, James Tire Iron, was like, yeah. I guess I'm leaving this place again. It's like, bro, didn't you leave three months ago because you made a Substack? So, you know, it's like, yeah. you're always coming back. It's fine. Sh- shit always repeats itself. Yeah. So one thing that, you know, it has revealed to me is that, like, I like Twitter and I there's no comparable platform. Like everybody's talking about leaving. Where are you going to go? Like, there's no other thing that is what Twitter is. Just right. a timeline of shit posts and news and stupid takes and videos and shit. It rocks. Yeah. It's basically an open forum. Yeah. Yeah. With no, like, individual threads. Right. And there's always like a dumbass main character of the day on there, which, you know, some people find that annoying. I think it fucking rocks. Just somebody that's getting dunked on by 78,000 people. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Twitter rules. Yeah. Uh, We love our social media, don't we, folks? Yeah. We love it. So um, let us know if you're going to buy a blue check, if they allow that, Uh, if you see an uptick and uh, kill yourself. (laughs) Should we get a blue check? No. Actually, Gutter Boys official. (laughs) We should just to piss people off. We could, uh, we could just change the username to Todd McFarlane. Yeah, Spawn movie greenlit. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, just post shit like I'm gay. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, belly full, come gone. You know, shit like that. You know, I think you're onto something. And it's only eight dollars a month. And if you think about it, it's a tax write off if we do it for the show. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, well, um, I guess in other comic news and comic adjacent news uh, <laughs> i'm sorry just i'm thinking of different posts now that i would want to post under todd oh yeah go ahead riff on them go yeah. ahead yeah 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 you know like a poll who's the most kissable spawn character the violator for sure oh 100 percent. what is that the clown yeah yeah but that's he has two forms right he has he's a yeah, one he's, form he's the clown he's and twisted. then he turns into the monster and then the monster's like got that giant mouth it's like what that mouth do yeah, yeah, he looks like uh, a corn cover. Yeah, or a tapeworm yeah. or some shit. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. the movie though, more so than. And, the, and then the other form is John Leguizamo. Yeah, which rocks. 
in a fat suit. Mm-hmm. Just eating pizza out of the trash with maggots on it. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, fucking sick. I wonder what I wonder what's up to, with John Leguizamo nowadays. What's he, he doing? I just saw a trailer. He's in some uh, the pest too. No, that'd be sick, dude. That'd be so fucking sick. <laughs> fucking the pest is so fucking problematic, man. The Chinese restaurant scene and shit. He works for the Chinese restaurant delivering duck. <laughs> it's genuinely one of the most annoying movies I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which I think is the point. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's called The Pest, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, he's in some uh, foodie movie where they're going to eat a meal or some shit. I don't know what the movie's about, but it looks like it takes place in a kitchen. Mm. In like a restaurant, I mean. What's up with all this new shit about like chef culture? Well, what, is what it is, is there was, uh, I guess like in 20, no, like 20, 2007, 2008, 2009, I feel like the bad boy chef era came over with Anthony Bourdain, and uh, all these people went and became chefs, and now, because they have successful restaurants where they don't have to work in them, they write, and they're like, let's take this to Hollywood, because I feel like Hollywood's like, yeah, let's adapt these stories now, because it's like part of culture, and people want to see this shit. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like that ship has sailed, because it was yeah, around for like sucks, two man. years, maybe. I watched that Hulu show, The Bear, it sucked. Every chef, every like star chef had a Netflix show and it lasted for like two seasons each at the most. And then that was it. And that was, it was done. Yeah. It's over. It's over now, guys. And you know. Find find a new hobby. I guess it's like the celebrity chef is kind of hard to obtain now with like YouTube, you know? So like, I mean, as far as being like a universal celebrity chef, what the fuck are we talking about? Celebrity chefs? Let's get this on track. (laughs) 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 This is called filling an hour, folks. Oh, yeah. This is just the intro, too. (laughs) Yeah. No, but in uh, comics-related news and adjacent, let's go ahead and jump to this. Uh, R.I.P. to two Kevins. Uh, Kevin O'Neill, artist on The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, with Alan Moore. Uh, I talked a lot about this with uh, Ryan Alves on what was supposed to be a Patreon episode, but it got fucking eaten up into the ether by technology. He also did some work at 2000 AD. Kevin O'Neill was also, I'm sure you know this as do a lot of listeners, the uh, Comics Code banned him based on his drawing style alone. Um, It's too twisted. Yeah, it was too twisted on that issue of Green Lantern. So yeah, I mean, just imagine being so fucking sick. He's one of those artists where you look at it and it's so repulsive at first and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this? And then you just like, (laughs) it it just clicks with you and you're like, oh no, this is actually cool. Because League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, man, that uh, first six issues or the first graphic novel Incredible shit. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. Terrible movie. Great book. But um, We should do a review of that movie. <laughs> we could on Patreon. We can uh, get Alves to watch it with us. Oh, there you go. Yeah, now we'll just do, uh, we'll do like a commentary track. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody press play now. <laughs> yeah. No, but RIP Kevin O'Neill. You know, it sucks that you uh, went out. RIP to a legend. Uh, another Kevin died who is adjacent to comics. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, who to me is like the Batman voice. I mean, is that who you hear in your head when you think of Batman? Yeah. I, I feel like most people around our age, that's the voice they hear. He's like the de facto Batman. So much so that they dragged his ass out to record as Batman for like a hundred other video games and movies. I mean, he was the Batman voice in a lot of those like DC animated features and yeah, all the Arkham Knight games and shit. So yeah, yeah, him and Mark Hamill, you know, that's Batman and Joker to me. Always will be. And like you said, it might be a generational thing, but, and I may have told this story on the pod before, but I was working a con and uh, this is just Kevin Conroy story. And uh, 
he was like around the area where I was at. And these two kids, well, they were probably like, I don't know, 14, 15. They were like whispering amongst each other and you could hear them. They were like, oh, hey, 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 I think that's Batman. I think that's Batman. So, you know, they walk up to Kevin Conroy and uh, they're like, hey, are you Batman? And he just looks at him. He's like, no, no. And he shakes his head and, you know, the kids look kind of defeated, you know, but they're like, oh, whatever. And then like a minute later, uh, he walks up behind the kids and in the Batman voice just says like, I am vengeance. I am the knight. And the kids just like fucking lost their shit. <laughs> and seeing that was very cool, you know, hearing him do the voice. But uh, yeah, so that was, uh, you know, I never really like formally met the guy. I was around him at a show and I saw that interaction and I always thought that was cool. So RIP to, uh, I guess, like the Batman voice in my opinion, so. Wasn't he on a TV show for a while, too, as yeah, an he's actor? a soap opera actor. I was seen on Twitter today. Okay, yeah. Days of Our Lives or some shit. Probably not that. That's just I what I think. he was on Dallas. Of. He was in Dallas? I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe. he was. Who knows? I don't know. Very, uh, very know. weird looking guy, like uh, Willem Dafoe style. Yeah, not someone you would picture with that voice. Yeah, no, no. Voice acting's where it's at, though. Especially if you can get the bag like The Simpsons. Like, Homer was making like $2 million an episode. Can you imagine? <sighs> Yeah, but um, I also saw that it was like his Homer voice is copywritten, so he can't do that voice unless it's like authorized. It's so actor? weird. All of the actors on The Simpsons. Wow. Like, uh, what? What's her name? The fucking weirdo Scientology lady that does the voice for Bart, Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, yeah. She got into a lot of legal trouble because she did the Bart voice for some Scientology ad. Oh hell yeah! Well, good thing she got in trouble for that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool to me. Yeah, I appreciate so. that. Shout yeah, out to Fox. Yeah. And Disney. Shout out to Fox and Disney for shutting that shit down, but also funding it. <laughs> it's all silical, baby. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that, that's a bummer. Two Kevins. Rest in peace. Yeah. Is that it for news? You got any news? Uh, let's see. Uh, Black Panther 2. Oh, yeah. It's coming out with that uh, anti vax lady, right? Isn't there <laughs> yeah. like a. Yeah. <laughs> What's that actress's name? I don't, uh, I don't know. She plays Shuri, I think, in the movie. Sure. Siri, yeah. Siri, yeah, yeah, Siri. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. So, yeah, Black Panther 2 is coming out. Um, James Gunn is taking over the DC film universe oh. from, uh, I guess, Zack Snyder. So, I don't know what he's going to do with it. With all the fucking, like, uh, with the circus going on with Discovery and HBO Plus, who knows if that shit will ever get made to be real. Yeah, they already... Didn't they already, like, vault a finished movie? <laughs> yeah, the Batgirl movie. <laughs> and they can never delete it because then it, be- like, it's like a big tax write-off. Like, That's the crazy. 70 million they sunk into it. Jeez. As long as they never show it to anybody and they don't, like, trash it, they can, it's like some kind of tax shield or write-off or some shit is what I was hearing. That's deranged. It's, what's even more deranged and is the fact that, like, nobody had a copy of the movie that worked on it. Like, none of you guys thought to save it, you know, or... Yeah. That was pretty bizarre. Did you see Black Adam yet? Uh, no. No, I didn't either. I'm going to wait till it's streaming. Um, I don't really have high hopes or anything. Basically, I'm at that point in my life where the only way I'm going to watch a superhero movie is if it's on a plane. And it's free. I'm going to watch Black Adam because I'm, I want to see The Rock I don't as care. a superhero. I don't care. The Rock yeah. peaked. At the Tooth no, Fairy. No, he peaked at WrestleMania with Austin. No, that's true. Yeah, don't care about true. The Rock beyond that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking up Black Adam. I wanted to see how it performed at the box office. It had a $200 million budget. 
Uh, and uh, did $327 million at the box office, which is not a lot for a superhero movie. Usually those things clear almost a billion. Yeah, so. I think that's just high for the post-pandemic, or quote-unquote post-pandemic box office. That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, this shit's going to be streaming in like six yeah. weeks. So, it, you know, I, I don't know for real if it will be, but I mean it more than likely will be. So this is like, this is the movie industry sitting on its own Mm. balls and like conditioning everybody to just wait for streaming or just, you know, do streaming premieres. Is the, uh, is the movie doing anything for the speculators? Uh, fuck. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, because black Adam doesn't look like No, we're not seeing any big, big moves in the black Adam comics. Let's check it out on eBay in real time, baby. Black Adam comic. Nah, we got a, there's a new black Adam series. And that's oh, what's flooding. Okay. Maybe his debut issue is going Yeah, up. I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee you his first appearance. He w- he apparently first appeared in Marvel Family Comics number one. Because I am seeing this. There is a reprint on eBay going for $65 or best offer. But hmm. let's see. Marvel Family Comics number one with Black Adam. Okay, here's a uh, CGC that's so bad. It's got a grade of NG for not graded. It has no cover, and it's $2,000 or best offer. (laughs) I love that. You're paying $2,000 for a comic missing a cover, slabbed in plastic. Here's one that's a Uh 5.0, and it's $26,000 or best offer with 18 watchers. Oh, damn. So, yeah, um, a 6.0 is $35,000 or best offer. But unslabbed, I mean, you're probably looking at a grand or two right now because of movie hype, I'm assuming. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So if you have a copy of Marvel Family Number 1, get it graded and sell it immediately. (laughs) Because the market is going to fall apart on it. You heard it here first on your favorite comic speculator channel, Gutter Boys. Yeah. So with that, we are going to go to break. Yeah. So here's a word from our lovely sponsors. We'll be right back. Meow. Meow. Sid the Cat magazine is out now. If you've ever been to an amazing rock and roll show and thought, I wish I could experience this moment again, but in comic form, then Sid the Cat magazine is for you. Fiercely independent show promoter Sid the Cat have joined forces with comics journalist Andrew Greenstone to bring you an ongoing publication that documents the SoCal indie rock scene. This stunning 52-page full-color magazine features comics, articles, photos, and illustrations from a rotating cast of local illustrators and writers. It's a celebration of Sid's artists and venues and supports those keeping the bleeding edge of the indie music scene alive. Our first issue covers musical artists Big Thief, Illuminati Hotties, Mike Kroll, Fucked Up, Finn Lilly, Katie Kirby, Kate LeBon, Cursive, Christian Lee Hudson, No Win, and so many more. If you are a fan of comics, indie music, zines, rock reports, or community by the way of culture, order a copy now at SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. Again, that's SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. What do a pair of deadly assassins, a beefy pile of roided up high school football players, a zombie outbreak, huge dragons, and a himbo barbarian have in common? You can find them all in the upcoming pages of the Santos Sisters. That's right. Ambar and Alana are back for more gripping adventures. Once again, Offset Press printed in full color on your favorite decadent newsprint. Prestigious publication. The Comics Journal. Love the first issue. Calling it a highly 
incredibly entertaining comic. And Katie and Sally from the Thick Lines podcast called it a masterpiece and more than they deserve. And who are we to disagree? The Santos Sisters. He's available now. Don't miss out. Ask your favorite comic book retailer to add it to your pull list today or find it online at santosisters.com. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums, M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is GutterGang. loves underground comics everybody loves underground comics and if you know people who don't love underground comics and only read the mainstream comics immediately report them to your local comic book store and find them with copies of clusterfucks comics clusterfucks comics is a black and white underground anthology comic scene featuring some of the best underground comics creators today creators like cameron zavala eric jasek brian judge miguel aguilar adam yeter jason cavelli umberto tonella anna peterson tony de pasquale Drewby Hall, and so many more. Issues 1 through 4 are available now, with the fifth issue debuting in early 2023. Purchase your copies today at clusterfuckscomics.bigcartel.com. And that's comics with an X. Clusterfucks Comics. Comics you can clusterfucks with. Morning, Gary. Morning, Marianne. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois, like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean, and Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinking every night at Bugs's Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of The Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at storeenvy slash Comics. Oh, 
There's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Mary Ann. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29, as she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky. Her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated waste Land? Every issue can be read for free on BusterCagle.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. Now, back to our program. We're back from break. Alrighty, and welcome back from the break. Today we are joined by no one. It's still us. Welcome. Are you still here? You've got uh, mail. Did you see that video of Billy Corgan uh, eating chips on stage while there was a drum solo going on? I did not. Yeah. Uh, he. It's just like a video of him. Um, just downing a bag of chips? Well, he just walks over to his amp and he's like eating chips with dip while his drummer's going off in the Smashing mm. Pumpkins. So. He's really leaning into that Elvis lifestyle, huh? Yeah, for real. But, you know, whatever. Uh, anyways, today, uh, that's not the point, folks. I know you're here to hear about comics and shows and all that. JB is just in from a uh, trip to the West Coast. He was at Short Run out in Seattle. And we're going to go ahead and just give you a recap there. So uh, where do you want to start? Anything happen? Uh, you got you got fucked and had to sleep somewhere in an airport, right? Yeah, my connecting flight in Phoenix missed it by like five minutes. And uh, so I spent the night at the Phoenix airport, which is not a great airport. And, they didn't offer uh, you a hotel or anything? Uh, no. No, of course not. No. They claimed that the flight wasn't delayed, so it wasn't on their part. Like, it wasn't their fault that I missed the connecting flight. Yeah. It was because air traffic control redirected the flight to make it 30 minutes longer. And so I'm like, so do I then have to call air traffic control and get them to get me a hotel? Like, how does that work? Yeah, they're just passing the buck. That's what the, I had something similar happen to me in Dallas where they were like, well, you see, here's the thing. Um, since it's weather related, we don't take care of it because it's out of our hands. And at this point, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it was just fucking awful. It, I don't think I've ever known anyone that has successfully gotten anything out of the airlines when shit like that happens. Yeah, I think the only way around it is if you got insured, and even then, they're going to fight you tooth and nail so that you don't claim it. Right. So, yeah, yeah it's all a fucking scam. So you slept in the airport or did fucking... you leave? No, I stayed there. I had nowhere to go. Oh, okay. I'm in you... fucking Phoenix. I don't know anyone in Phoenix. Did you actually sleep or did you stay up all night? I got like maybe an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah, just sleeping on a fucking hard floor. There always shoes have been on using your backpack as a pillow. I was trying to sleep in the chairs. Fuck that. <laughs> and uh, it worked for a very short time. <laughs> yeah, because like, don't they have like the little arm partition bars yeah, and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. that. 
Fuck that. There was another guy, too, that was stranded, and he was doing the same thing. Yeah. Did you guys uh, sleep together? No, we did not talk or make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way I like it. (laughs) Airports in the middle of the night are fucking eerie, though, dude. It was weird. It was just the cleaning crew. Yeah. And, like, no music, anything like that. It's so weird. Yeah, I know. You can hear a vacuum, like, six fucking... Well, they were playing music. Oh, they were? That's cool. Yeah. 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 No restaurants open, nothing. It's Very interesting group of people that work late nights at the airport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it takes a special person, I think, to work night shift in general. Yeah. So, after spending a night in Phoenix, I finally managed to catch a, a new flight to Seattle the next morning. Friend of the show, Eric... Schneider Gutierrez, who also runs Really Easy Press, uh, came and picked me up. We got some sandwiches from a pretty good vegan spot. Oh, yeah? Like uh, fake meat or was it just all veggies? No, it was like fake meat, I think. Yeah. I got a Reuben. I forgot what he got. Uh, My Reuben was pretty good, although I will say it does not hold a candle to Chicago Diner's Reuben, which is the only good thing on that menu, by the way. But the Chicago anyway. Diners, is that the vegan diner that everybody loves? Yes, yes. Everything okay. there, for the most part, is overpriced and not very good. But the Reuben, that shit hits. So, you know, I guess if you're forced to get something at Chicago Diner, get that one thing. Uh, and then after that, we went back to his place. Uh, I helped him prepare some books because he was a little behind. So he had to finish printing some stuff and, and you know, so we folded. And Does he actually live in Seattle or does he live like outside of it? No, that motherfucker lives in Seattle proper. Like, he lives in Capitol Hill. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, him and Christine, his wife, they uh, purchased a house out there. So they are, yeah, they live in Seattle proper. Okay, cool. Uh, nice house, too. But, uh, so we had to finish, yeah, we had to put some books together, put them in sleeves, some stickers. Eric likes to get really fancy with his presentation. So he's been putting all his books, you know, on top of the fact that they have like rounded corners and they're laminated. On top of that, he then puts them in cellophane bags and then, well, he'll put a sticker on some of the covers, uh, like the 666 story you did. Yeah. Those have stickers on the cover. And then once he puts it in the Mylar bag, he puts another sticker on there as a label. So it looks it looks kind of like something you would get, uh, you know, like on record store day, like a, you know, like a seven inch vinyl thing. And it has like all these stickers on it telling you what's in it. It's kind of like that. It's nice. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I haven't gotten my copies yet, but I'm very excited to because they look fucking amazing. Production yeah. value is very nice. He's always had nice production value over at Really Easy anyway, though, like you said. I mean, he's always taken it very seriously. Everything feels very complete from a product standpoint over there. Yeah, yeah, he he likes his finishings, you know? Wants to make it look super nice. I also like finishing. (laughs) Hey, when you fuck guys, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Now there's anything wrong with that. And so... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so we did that. There was some sort of event going on Friday during the day at Fantagraphics. At the bookstore or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Eric wanted to go, but uh, we realized it was like... A daytime event so we couldn't make it plus we had to finish you know these books so did you uh, end up hitting up the fanographic store or no 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 okay go. yeah but after that we just hit up some bars like places that they are like regulars at now uh these folks at one particular bar renette's uh everybody that worked there was fucking cool as shit all the bartenders barbacks they knew everyone uh shout out to those guys uh at ronettes you guys rock we ended up hanging out with a few of them the next night I think one of them's in a band called, uh, what was it, Monster Jam? I could be wrong. I'll have to look this back up. Yeah. Anyway, really cool dudes. Uh, Yeah, so drinking. So that was Friday. Saturday morning, we get up, go to the convention center with all our shit. 
Is this the same venue the short runs always at? Yes. Yes. Okay. The Seattle Seattle something center. Civic Center? No, that's not right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's really, really close to the needle. That's all you need to know. Uh, we go in, uh, unload our stuff, get set up at the table. Uh, in true pro uh, fashion, I am still setting up my table well past people already getting in. Hell yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was nice. It was very convenient that me and Eric were sitting next to each other because we basically just combined our tables. Since he had a half table and I had a half table between the two of us, we had a whole table. Okay, so instead of you selling the really easy books, they were just sold at the joint table? Or were you guys still... Because remember, we were joking around about how you guys had a lot of the same crossover inventory. So did you all just... Yeah, so luckily, all of the books that I brought, he had ran out of already. So Daikaiju 1 and 2, he was out of those, so I had those. Hellmouth, he didn't have any copies of those, so I had those. The only thing that was overlapping was uh, issue one of 666, so I kept them home and he sold his copies. Hell yeah. Well, that rocks Uh, then. Yes. And I think I brought some stickers and what was left of those uh, demon tote bags that I had. And you were tabling next to Yewan, right? Or not? Yeah. Well, Yewan was to my left with Ben. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they were selling their new book, plus, you know, various prints and comics. Uh, it was really cool getting to hang out with them. I, I do miss them very dearly. Yeah, I haven't seen them since fucking, God, SPX 2019, I think. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, or maybe that wrestling show shortly after, but it was around the same time. So right, 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 yeah. Yeah, God, three years. It's been a while, man. Yeah, everybody was like, where's Cam? Where's Cam? Why yeah. isn't Cam here? And I was like, that, that boy broke. Yeah. He broke his shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Rope boy. Uh, across from me was Matt and his partner, whose name escapes me, but uh, she's really nice. Matt who? Matt runs Perfectly Acceptable out of Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a huge Chicago contingent. It seemed like everybody who's anybody in comics was there for real. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of Chicago people just in general, I think. It was very jarring. And it was like that at 2019, too. Yeah, okay. But yeah, you know, friends of the show, uh, Bread Press, they were there. Past guest Sam was there tabling uh, with their partner. Uh, Fucking uh, past guest Gabe was there with their partner. The Uh, kids and Pettinger. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm completely forgetting. Okay. So yeah, uh, Nate Garcia, Jasper Juvenville, and everyone's favorite Brit, Josh Pettinger. Uh, they all traveled together. They were, I believe, staying at uh, Alex Graham's place. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tabled at Fanta's table. Hopefully, Alex will be on the show soon. I uh, hope so. Yeah, I, I talked to them a little bit. She was very nice. Uh, shout the only out thing Alex. that you bought was uh, dog biscuits, right? That's right. It's the only book I purchased. I, was, <laughs> I, I really I had to bite my lip as I gave them my money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, 35 motherfucking dollars. Uh, no, it was really nice meeting him. And uh, she drew a little picture in my thing, which I think she was required to do for all the books anyway. So it's not that special. But that aside, Alex was very nice and she does want to be on the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, so got to meet uh, the the little babies for the first time and Josh Pettinger. It is very much. He was like the old uncle of the of the crew. It was very funny. But very good Pendulous. to finally, yeah, yeah. But very good to finally meet the boys in person. Yeah, I think Jasper was just like, it's very weird meeting you because 
I hear your voice so often. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that picture you posted of Jasper, the funniest <laughs> shit I've seen in so fucking long. Like, it's like the fucking meme of like the sweaty guy. Um, oh, the really high dude? Yeah, really high yeah. dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to make that our profile pick on everything. That oh, fucking should. pick cracks me the fuck he up. He hated that picture. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know the pick I'm talking about, it. go to JB's personal Instagram, <laughs> look for his short run posts, and swipe until you see it. You'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Sorry, Jasper, but... uh. uh oh, I also met uh, his partner, too. Uh, what was her Holly. Name? Holly. Holly, yes. Mm-hmm. Holly was very nice. Shout out to Holly. We talked a bit about well, what she's into, because it's definitely not <laughs> stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but that was cool. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, so tabling event was really great. Shout out to everyone that came by, by the way, and said hi, or bought something, or just said a nice thing about Gutter Boys, or, you know, fucking whatever. Oh, people said nice things to you about us, about the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one Good. kid in particular that was, like, very sincere, and, like, I felt like I was dead inside, because, uh-huh. <laughs> because they were, like, you know, they were trying to be very genuine about how how much Gutter Boys, the pod, meant to them, and... I just, I was just, I couldn't relate because I was, you know, it's like, why would you love this fucking terrible show? Like, this is zero effort, awful show that we do that at this point we kind of do against our better judgment in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point here, the Patreon's going to die and then Pettinger, Simon and Nate will be carrying the torch is what's going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. That was a question actually I got from someone else, which is like, is there... Is there any kind of like heat between Manga Chat and Gutter Boys because <laughs> because they're now doing what we do? And I was like, no, I mean, we do very different things. And, you know, they're video and nobody wants to look at us on video. So I'm not doing that. And they're more like uh, just kind of riffing. You know, we riff. Yeah, I was going to say this whole but, episode. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like we riff, but like I feel like we try to like formally nail down our guests sure in a more, more formal approach for sure yeah yeah, yeah yeah so but no no there's no fucking heat i love all three of those dudes and yeah, uh degenerates yeah go check out manga chat for sure yes i mean if that was the case then we would have been mad when thick lines came out right right right. katie skelly messaged me and was like hey do you all have a discord and i was like yeah we do but it's like dead and and everybody's in your discord now and then she sent like the the emoji where she's like covering the mouth you know and i was like oh no there's no heat your discord's better and like less unhinged anyways you know like i didn't mean like but yeah so if you if you miss the gutter boys discord go to the thick lines discord that's where everybody is now yeah yeah if you ever want to scare the hoes show them the gutter boys discord (laughs) that'll do it No, but it's so funny because, like, I don't know if it's because, like, the old kayfabe thing. Like, they're like, oh, there can only be one show. No, nah, no, nah, we're we're cool with any other shows. If you want to start a show, go ahead. Be our guest. <laughs> the Gutter Boys Discord was so fucking awful that there had to be three sub-discords just to avoid <laughs> the main Discord. It's it was like uh, the nine circles of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, if you're still on there, wow! Shout out to you. For no, people surviving. do post on there sometimes, um, but yeah, that I'm sorry. Wild. I'm sorry that I abandoned you all. Yeah, you abandoned them. Yes. Yeah, you were never really around. You were around sometimes, but yeah, no, I, the, the Discord is not for me. That's yeah. what I found. It's I can't even use it. It's annoying to check. Uh, the pop ups are really annoying. It's just not for me. I think it's just that's the problem. If you want to fucking talk to me, just there's like. 
a hundred other social media outlets you can use. So did you do well at the show? Like, did it make you- I did okay. I, you know, I did enough to cover most of the flight plus Powerball tickets. For real? You bought Powerball tickets? Of course I did. It's like 1.7 billion. Why would Wait, wait. So are you one of those people that like buys them regularly or only when like there's a huge- Only when there's a huge jackpot. Yeah. Okay. See, like my dad buys them like every fucking day. Has he won yet? Not like anything crazy. Like he'll go and he'll like, they'll scan it and they'll be like, here's 20 bucks or something like that. You oh, know, like, okay. but he's never won anything huge. Okay. But he doesn't like do any other like gambling. He just buys lottery tickets like uh, Powerball and shit. Yeah. My dad was like that. I don't think he does it anymore, but he was the reason why I played because he would take me and have me pick the numbers. Yeah. Shit. If one of us hit the lottery, bro. Oh, you would know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If you if I know. hit the lottery, show's over. I'm giving JB enough to not work, you know, for a few years. I'm going to have a stupid amount of money if you win like 1.6 billion, so. Oh my God, 1.8. Well, okay, so you even take the tax out of it. Which is half. Yeah, so that's still like over $500 million. I'm being, I'm going to be the sickest landlord of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're coming after Sammy Harkham's bag, huh? Damn. Yeah, I, uh... (laughs) The whole the whole time after I got those tickets, I was like, what the fuck? This is never... Uh, it's so stupid, because every time you buy a lotto ticket, you're like, man, I'm going to do all this shit with, uh, with this money. Like, you're going to win. Like, you're going to somehow come in at, at what what is it, one out of 10 trillion and yeah. win? That's fucking stupid. But my dumb brain still had that same thought. You never know. Hey, hey, you, got, you never win if you don't play. That's true. God's favorite gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so, uh, sales, I guess they, they were pretty good considering I had nothing new. I was not prepared. And I, I think the only thing that was on that table that people hadn't seen before was Daikaiju number two. Okay. And you, and people could have bought that online for like the last year and a half. So. Right. Yeah. Not a whole lot of variety there. Also, oddly enough, those demon tote bags, I had those for like three years. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with them. And for some reason, every fucking person at that show loved the demon tote bag. It was very bizarre. I don't understand it. So those sold out. Very strange. Tote bags are the move, man. They are and they're not, though. Because, like I said, I had those bags for like almost three years. But how many did you print? Did you print a fuck ton? No, I printed like 40 or 50 of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just sitting on them. I gave away about half of the inventory, I'd imagine. Just because, you know, nobody wanted them. Yeah, well, damn. Yeah. All right, I stand corrected. Very strange, very strange. Anyway, didn't really get a chance to walk around too much. That was my next question. So you didn't check the floor out? Yeah, I mean, I did maybe one quick once over, but you know, you got to be at your table, right? Like, you gotta fucking you gotta make those sales. Eric was nice enough to cover me, and I covered him whenever he need needed to leave. But yeah, you know, I wasn't trying to fucking leave the table for an hour and a half or whatever of the show. Although, oddly enough, even though the few times I did leave the table, I still somehow managed to miss a bunch of people. Like Eric told me that. A good number of people came by specifically to see us, <laughs> and neither of us were there. Uh, but, you know, he told him, oh, you know, JB's here. He went away. Just come back later. Yeah. So hopefully you got to meet them. I probably did not because I, 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 you know, the people that I did meet, uh, I do remember, but Eric was there when I met those people. So they are not the same people. 
So whoever came by uh, our table at Short Run and was trying to meet me or Cam, apologies that uh, we were not there. Yeah, Sorry about that. I, I will be on the road next year. Uh, yeah, Nate sure. thinks that you're not a real person. Who? Nate Garcia. He thinks that this is all like some sort of like bit. <laughs> because this is the second time he was supposed to meet you and couldn't. Yeah, I've I uh, I've talked to that little shit on the phone. He knows I'm a real person, but that's that's funny. No, I mean next year. Here's the thing: I either need to quit comics or hit the road next year, and I'm gonna hit the road next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really gonna quit comics, but um, no, I actually have shit I've been working on. It's just like I got to figure out how I'm gonna put it out. And um, that said, I mean the only way you can sell this shit is by doing shows. So I, I think I'll be at some of the big ones. I'm going to do a West Coast one because I need to see my family. Uh, maybe an SPX and then a Chicago show. So, yeah, I don't know if we'll be together. I'm sure we will at some point. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to do short run. I yeah. think that is for sure a show you have to hit up. Yeah, it seems like it's a really good one. So. It's a one, in and out one day. Perfect. Yeah. Did you, you didn't see any like the special programming or anything like that? No, of course not. No. Yeah. Yeah. I never do that shit either. So. I'm Anybody sure you linked I'm up sure with that was great. like Geisner uh, Award nomination um, worthy? Hmm. Honestly, the only person I can think of that I met that weekend that was Geisner material was John, the bartender at Renette's. That motherfucker <laughs> does not make comics. He makes music, but not comics. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, no, I actually I did meet a f- uh, friend of the show, Cole. Who sends us oh, over yeah. his stuff from Alaska? Uh, so that was cool to meet him in person. Not Alaska, Canada, Vancouver. Is it Canada? Oh, yeah. Damn. He's, he's I where get Canada Jasper's and at. Alaska mixed up. Okay. Yeah, all cold and up north. They're both cold. They're both out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both use made up currency. <laughs> Canada money. Uh, I had some Canada money, and it's like you had clear some plastic. Is that they call them loonies? Yeah, loonies. Yeah, so some loonies. Um, I had some, and then, like, uh, I used to keep it in my wallet. I couldn't spend it. And then, like, it got hot in Kentucky, like, you know, humid. And it, like, they melted together. It was fucking Shit, weird. I your loonies melted? Yeah. Damn. I guess American money is just built different. Yeah, it's true. Although I will say, I yeah, I've had bills that have lasted probably longer and better than most articles of clothing I own. So there yeah. is that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, any sick after parties? I guess it was at this bar, right? So actually, uh, Eric's wife, Christine, is a prominent DJ in Seattle. Uh, they were a DJ in Chicago when they lived there. So, you know, now in Seattle and they've made a name for themselves there. And they DJed uh, the after party for short run. So, you know, we had to go to the party. Uh, and so I got to, you know, talk a bit more with people. Oh, got to meet Sean at the after party. Sean of Athenium. Really cool catching up with him. Met his friend whose name escapes me right now, but he's a collector. Really cool guy as well. Uh, also a new listener. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for that. Uh, are you but, uh, are you going to be in business with Sean? Is Sean going to sell your work now? Well, here's the thing. So Sean is interested in trying to help monetize the podcast. And I said, okay, go on. Continue. Yeah, yeah. I'm and listening. So I'm he's, listening. He's, so he's supposed to hit us up with some ideas once he has a little brainstorm session with himself and figures out, you know, the details uh, in terms of how that's going to happen. All right, folks, get ready to get scammed. I have no idea how that was going to work because as soon as he said money and gutter boys, I was like, how is that going to work? How, <laughs> you know, like we've already maxed that out <laughs> as far as I can tell uh, yeah. with, with the Patreon. So if you can find another way to fucking finagle more money out of people for this stupid show... And hey, 
Although, you know, I don't want to discredit the people that came to the table and were like, hey, this podcast means a lot to me. I make comics and I don't get to talk to many people who make comics. So this is my only way to like stay connected, quote unquote, with, you know, the the community uh, by and large. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, we're dumb as fuck, but I mean, I feel like people know that we're sincere and what we're sincere about, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I think people do know that we're stupid. <laughs> yeah, they, they know it's 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 a bit. But yeah, what's not a, a bit, bit is yeah. if you don't get your ass to our Patreon and it drops below a certain amount, show's over, baby. Yes, I'm 35 and broke. Definitely a bit. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I got medical bills <laughs> and shit, so we're, uh, yeah. Show's no healthcare, over. baby. <laughs> yeah, got to get a real job again. Can't what? be saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a freelancer because I get <laughs> podcast money. <laughs> yeah, what's it like being in your mid-30s without any healthcare or a safety net? <laughs> yeah. Rocks. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then, so yeah, at the after party, who else did I talk to? Uh, there were a bunch of people at that fucking thing. Um, it was actually like the official after party? Yes, yes, yes. Open bar or cash bar or what? Cash bar, although eventually I think they smartened up and got a card reader. Nice. Um, shortly. After yeah. people were like, yeah, who the I don't fuck is, Yeah. Well, I, you know, I kind of get it because, you know, you're coming out of a small press show. You're probably going to have cash ah, on yeah, you from true. the show. Petty cash. You know how it goes. But I guess that's not the case with a lot of people. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, like Oh, Venmo I got me. to uh, also see Avi. Avi was there. From, ah, yeah. Uh, we'll Silver be on the Sprocket. show soon. Yes, he'll be on the show soon. Shout out to Avi. It's good seeing him. I blew his mind a little bit, I think. I, I Either he has a very bad memory or or I changed so drastically in the last like 25 years. Are we just, talking about the Florida shit? Yeah, he just could not, he could not like handle this information. He was just like, what? That y'all so used to I run met, around in the same circle? Yes, yes. Oddly enough, I met Avi when I was in high school. Uh, I think it was a freshman. Freshman or a junior? No, sophomore. Anyway, uh, he was working a small record label and distro out of uh, SF and was, you know, actively tabling at Warp Tour. He was friends with my best friend's older brother and his crew because they were all in a band. They had played Warp Tour one year, so they were all tight with each other. Uh, and so one year, my best friend Chris, he was like, hey, uh, we got passes to Warp Tour. They're VIP passes. You want to come with? And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. And uh, while we were walking around, they introduced us to Avi, who I believe was the one who procured the tickets. I could be wrong about that. but mm -hmm. uh, So that's when I first met Avi. Fast forward, and it's like 2011, and I'm... I, run into him again, completely unrelated to any of these people. It was through uh, a buddy of mine uh, who I knew from South Florida, who is New York now, but he was friends with Avi. And so, so I show up at the house and Avi's there. And, and I, again, I don't think he made the connection that we were, I was that kid. And, you know, to, to his credit, I wouldn't remember meeting some, you know, random sophomore high school kid at, a warp tour event, right? Right. Like, you probably met like thousands of those kids. Uh so I meet him again there and then now fast forward to, you know, roughly current present time, he's now doing comics as am I and we are now somehow finding ourselves running in the same circles and he is a patron of Gutter Boys. So, you know, the universe works in very strange ways. It's a small world after all. Uh but yeah, shout out to Avi, a major supporter of the pod and a pretty cool guy. For sure. 
uh, yeah, but there were a bunch of other people that I saw and met and, you know, got to see again. I'm, I'm obviously, you know, there's some holes here and there. Uh, so apologies if I'm missing out on anyone that, uh, uh, you know, is listening to this and is like, he didn't fucking mention me. What the fuck? Sorry about that. I, I'm, my brain, not, it's not doing so hot right now. And also, if you were one of the people that um, came up and were, you know, saying nice things about the show, DM us on Instagram if you want to shout out and uh, we'll actually yeah. shout your name out. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's going to be a lot better than me having to remember your name uh, at short run. And, and <laughs> it's just gone. It's just in one ear, out the other. And it's not because I don't want to remember it. It's just I don't have a great attention span and my memory is going to shit so it's just a it's a symptom of king's disease <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah 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 i'm just balling too hard that i can't keep track of all these people uh, yeah yeah uh but yeah no the overall show was fun i uh, hope to do it again if i still make comics this time next year <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah and also seattle rocks i don't know like it's it's a very pretty place did you do tourist shit or not no, 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 not, not really. No. Any uh, uh, other good food? Christine was... and Eric did take me to a very, very fancy restaurant that specializes in seafood and especially in uh, oysters called okay. Walrus. I think that's the short name, Walrus, but it's like, it has other words in the name, but they just went by, they just told me it was called Walrus and uh, that place was bougie as fuck. Oysters were really, really good. Uh, everything on the menu was really good. We had a bunch of different things. It was like one of those things, you know, where you order a plate and it's for the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was really good. And then we just hit up a bunch of other different places, some bars. I got to meet more of Christine and Eric's friends that they've made over the years. Some people that also know Yewon, uh, really cool people. And, uh, yeah, that seems like they've made a nice little, you know, little community for themselves out there and they're doing really well. So that's good to see. Yewon's living out there now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they've been out there for two years now. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're they're doing all right. You know, they're they're. I mean, they're pumping out work still too. So yeah, I need to order the new book for real. Yeah, that was something I it slipped my mind. I knew obviously that Yewon had a new book, and I, it just completely left my mind to pick one up. So I'm gonna have to yeah. buy one online later down the road when I have money again. <laughs> for sure. Woo! It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a rough couple holiday season, right? Yeah, it's around this time of the year when it's just like, man, you just pull out your wallet and fucking moths fly out. Yeah, just (laughs) dust. Yeah, it's so stupid. And this is the perfect time to be a freelancer. The holiday Mm -hmm. season, it's like mm, right when there are no clients hiring anyone to do any work, and also nobody wants to buy anything unless it's super specific for gift purposes. So then you have to pander to that particular group of people and be like, hey, I got some stuff that you could buy for your friends. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll draw your best friend riding a pony, eating a popsicle. That's the only thing that really sells because you're not going to sell comics to somebody unless you're right. like, you know, super established and in like the bookstores and stuff. But nobody's like, oh, I want this mini comic for Christmas. And you're going to have to DM this guy, mom, on Instagram <laughs> and PayPal <laughs> him $7 and he's going to send it to you in an envelope and with no shipping uh, or with no tracking. But just trust me. It's going to show up by the time Christmas is here, Mom. Right. That's not no. reality. That's more a deleted scene from Funny Pages. Yeah. So it, it really is like the only thing you can really sell as an artist, I feel like, are fucking like Christmas portraits. Yeah. Commissions for sure, uh, which I don't want to do. I don't want to do commissions this year. So you're not doing any? I mean, I, I'll eventually have to. I need money. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. It's just, you know, and 
then you motherfuckers listening to this for free, I'm not getting anything <laughs> from you guys. So <laughs> go to patreon.com forward slash gutterboys or gutterboys.top if you want to give us money. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes a month, and uh, there's two years of vaulted content. Uh, for $10, you get, uh, to be honest, it's not the most regular thing, but we're about to be sending out two zines uh, shortly after, either right at the end of the year or shortly into the new year. Our patrons will be getting packages from us with uh, a split comic between me and Jazz, as well as a zine by me and JB. So... Those are tiers mm-hmm. that are available. And you could also advertise on the show, too. These little commercials you hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, $12 we really, a month. Actually, you know what? I had a, multiple conversations about our ad price. Were people saying we should charge more or less? Yes, if we should be charging more. Hmm. Okay, well, everybody that's uh, advertising right now, you heard it here. You're fucked. <laughs> well, it's also going to be better. Like, if we get... Okay, for example, I'm just spitballing here. If we amped it to, like, 35 Right. Mm -hmm. Then that means we'll probably only get like three or four ads, which means now the ad break will be shorter for you, the listener, which is a win all around because everybody is fast forwarding through (laughs) through six minutes of ads (laughs) because it's the same shit every fucking episode. And I get that. Yeah. Not to take away. We we appreciate our sponsors here. That price point was made by me. JB's actually always said it should be higher. I just wanted it to be accessible to somebody turning away and making a mini comic in their, you know, bedroom or some shit. And they can be like, hey, let me put an ad on Gutter Boys. But at this point, you know, you know how they have like uh, crunch berries and there's like the oops all berries. Yeah. Uh, we're like oops all ads. Yeah. that It's getting to be a problem. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, that might be changing. And, you know, to fellow advertisers who have been with this, you know, for a while, maybe we can work something out, you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We have no definitive plans on what's going to happen there, but stay tuned for price hikes, baby. Capitalism. You love to yeah, fucking we're in a recession, folks. Everything's going yeah. up and the quality uh-huh. is going down. Yep. So that's going to happen. <laughs> In That's gutter how it boys. Works. You thought it was bad now. You you just wait. You just yeah. fucking wait. So let's uh take this worst episode home. Yes. Any final thoughts? Any uh conclusive uh thoughts on your trip to Seattle? Anything you want to talk about? I got to witness someone mixing nickelback, like a B side track of nickelback oh, with fuck. like dance music. Good and or it bad. Actually, it actually worked. Hmm. And it was the funniest thing I had seen that whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Christine, who's an amazing DJ. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, she was doing it as a bit. She was drunk as shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is Christine's uh, no, but, uh DJ name? Do they just do they have a DJ name? Uh, you know, I don't know if they have a DJ name. I didn't think to ask that. I forget okay. that that's a thing. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to ask. But yeah, you know, in conclusion, in summary, uh Seattle's great. Short run is great. Uh, it amazes me to no end that people want to buy my shit and continue to listen to this fucking dreadful show, <laughs> let alone, let alone come to a show explicitly to tell us that it's not shit. That's the surprising part. Uh, and uh, it's uh, really good to see a bunch of familiar faces that I haven't seen in, you know, like almost three years now. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, next episode, we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming in the sense of with the guests. It'll either be uh, Avi from Silver Sprocket, Gina Winbrandt, or maybe Sammy Harkham. I got to hit Harkham back up. Mm, yes. 
Um, so one of those people will be on the main feed next episode. And if you do want to get on our Patreon, maybe we'll get Alves back. I don't know what we're going to do for Patreon, but uh, it'll be up next Monday. So patreon.com forward slash gutterboys or gutterboys.top again. Anything you want to plug? You got any leftover merch you're trying to sell or anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you were at the show and you were unable to pick up a copy of Daikaiju 1 or 2, you can go to my web shop at mortcrimpmedia.bigcartel.com. Also, I will be uh, unloading any extra inventory I have from the last two releases, uh, probably at the end of the month when I get back from Florida. So keep an eye out for that, too. Hell yeah. Well, we will be together uh, at the end of this week, and we will yes. be back on the next episode. Should with we record recap. a bonus episode while we're there? Uh, we can if you want, while we're live at Oriental House. Oh, that would rock, actually. Yeah, so we'll do a food review of uh, oh, the dim sum. Perfect. Order. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've uh, been fucking critique. waiting for this place. Yeah, it's a, it's a great oh place. God. Look it up, folks. Uh, Oriental House, Louisville. Oh, great sign. Uh, they they were closed last time they were here. Best Chinese in town. Um, but they were closed for remodeling. Apparently, it's nice now, but haven't been. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you and Alicia. It'll be good to, yeah, to hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it feels like I was just there. You were just here not too long ago, like two or three yeah. months ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, All uh, right. Yeah, that, that does it. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks All for right, listening. And uh, see you next time uh, with a guest. And as always, stay gutter. Bye-bye. Ow! I want to be rich. It doesn't take an idiot to see A snake in the grass Lion, lion, you are screaming I don't want nothing to do with you You don't want nothing to do with